Good morning and welcome to Julia's Judicial Court. On today's talk, we'll be discussing some checks and balances. Except we'll be branching away from the judiciary checks and balances and we'll be discussing legislative on executive checks. Checks and balances are the little advantages each branch has on each other to keep them in their place so no one gets too much power. We'll just be focusing on one of the biggest checks that the legislative branch has on the executive, impeachment of the president. To impeach means the process by which a legislative body quite a long and complicated process to get it passed. The way impeachment can begin is any member from the House of Representatives can make a suggestion to launch an impeachment meeting. Then the Speaker of the House determines if they follow through with the proceedings. One requirement that must be met for someone to suggest the president leaving is that they must have done something illegal. The main reason that someone can be charged to leave is if they are guilty of treason, bribery, or high crimes. The issue with this statement is high crimes is extremely vague. To put in perspective on how it can be defined, some high crimes people are accusing Trump of is the ties to Russia, spending taxpayers' money at his golf events, his tweets that many claim can be racist, when he encouraged officers of the law to rough up people they were arresting, and many, many more. With us today, we have one of the associate judges of the Supreme Court, Neil Gorsuch. Neil, there's a big debate on whether or not high crimes is too big or not. What would you, a Supreme Court judge, rule as a high crime? Well, the technical definition is conduct that seriously harms the public and or seriously compromises the president's future in office, which we actually used to call maladministrations. But that was considered even more vague than high crimes, so James Madison made a complaint and got it officially changed. Thanks, Neil. The next move to make is if it is decided to follow through with the claims, the Speaker of the House will then choose if the House Judiciary Committee handles the investigation or if a separate committee should be made just for finding information. There is no time limit, but even before this is set into action, a majority of the House members would have to vote in favor of the impeachment article in order to proceed with a vote of the full House. If at all any of this is successful, the House will vote on each article, and if one gets a simple majority vote, which is 50% plus one vote, then the House will have officially impeached the president. There had never been actually a president impeached, only a few close calls. In 1868, Andrew Johnson was a single vote away from being impeached after firing his Secretary of War. He could have been charged for 11 articles. In 1998, Bill Clinton was 22 votes away in the Senate for his affair with Monica Lewinsky. And in 1974, President Nixon was approved of three articles of impeachment for his Watergate scandal, but no one furthered the process, so he was never technically impeached. Is impeachment as, if, is impeachment as effective as it's made out to be? Well, not, not yet. Not very effective at all. Um, could our current president be up for impeachment? Yep. Well, there's, there's a few. There's a few reasons. I'm... Just saying, I'm no impeachment person, but yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, so join us next week when we'll talk about other political stuff. Bye. Do you like peaches? Well, in Washington, D.C., they serve up the best and freshest peaches around. They are so delectable and tasty, you'll love them.